This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as always, by my bosom buddy. Oh, yeah. There he is, Bobby Castron. Seems like so long ago I resisted the bosom buddy intro, and now it's yes. just a part of what life is. I remember you being uncomfortable with it, but that is like a big part of what what we're known for. Like well, back in I, our high school, right? we were the amb- ambiguously gay duo of Pearl River High School. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. You had a girlfriend. I did. But that felt like a cover to everybody. It was mostly a cover. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was really buying it. Why would I have a girlfriend when I spent all my time with uh, the guy voted nicest eyes? Yeah. And am I the first guy? I never thought about this. Am I the first guy in high school to be voted nicest eyes and not have like a real girlfriend in high school? (laughs) That says a lot (laughs) about your personality that people were like, oh, my God, his eyes are so beautiful. I want nothing to do with him. Yeah. I think it was because I got as you know, Bob hung up on one girl and just like stayed there for like four or five years. So I think that was my biggest problem. If I probably kind of had my, my eyes open, those beautiful baby blues. So symbolic might've been a little bit better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you just weren't, if if those eyeballs weren't full of tears the whole time, then uh, they wouldn't be so beautiful and glistening in the sunlight. But it's good though, ultimately because, um, Never knocked anybody up. That was my choice. Well, you knocked your sex. you knocked your wife up a couple of times. That was later. Later, it was my choice not to make love. Mm. And when I was in high school, because uh, emotionally I knew I wasn't ready for it, and I believe, as God tells me, that sex is sacred, and that is why I never. Popped a pussy. I was going to say, up until the end, this felt like a court-mandated <laughs> statement you had to make. Like something was going on that we were going to find out about in six days. But uh, no, you talked about popping pussy, so we're good. Um, all right. Anyway. Um, can I take us Can I take us uh, somewhere else before we get into the yeah. music? Sure. So uh, generally, these are popping like- Popping a pussy. These are standalone episodes. You know, these are like, sensitive times. Should I be even saying no, that I, I, I think I should probably take this all out. Hmm. Let's leave it. Okay. Let's leave it. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you care? Um, these are standalone episodes, but I want to call back to our last episode, the uh, Libertines episode. Yeah. Because um, we started that episode off with some talk about, as you called them, bums, the bums of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't. I have. Uh, you were talking about how crazy they are. They. Yeah. They seem deranged. I actually. have a bit of an update that yeah. I've I've not told you about. I would like to throw the uh, bums of Los Angeles into the mix. Because I was assaulted by a homeless man the other day. Whoa. Yep. I like that you saved this for the pod. Where, I, where, I, I was going to text you and Jason immediately, but then I was like, nope, I'm going to save it for the pod. Wow. Because the, the bumps here are fairly docile mm-hmm. a, a, for the most part. Yep. But in this case, Not you this got one. an aggressive one. Not this one. What happened? Uh, I was at Sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just lost all its edge. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna get so. Much like, worse. I was at Skid Row. I was working at a homeless shelter, giving back to the community. I was at Sprouts with a cart full of groceries for my family. Mm, okay. And uh, as I was just walking through the store, I noticed a uh, 
a man sort of kind of walking in my direction oh, no. out of the corner of my eye. In the store? In the store. Oh, I was like <laughs> full cart on my way to to the counter. And I see this guy kind of walking kind of briskly towards me. And I was like, oh, he might ask me for money or whatever. Which would be odd inside a grocery store. Of course, store. it would be odd. What on happened was even odder. He proceeded to uh, run into me at full speed and throw me into a giant Christmas display <laughs> of like Christmas cookies and God knows what else. What? Flying into it. Did you see it coming at all? Very quickly. Like it was like, oh, this guy's about to ask me for money and then boom. You should sue him and see if he's liquid at all. Uh, <laughs> will HeadGum cover that lawsuit, too? They'll absorb anything. Wait, wait. Now I'm absorbing? <laughs> he's a... You get absorbed, too. Oh, I'm confused. You can't have it both ways. Don't know how this all yeah. works. They, well, the, the re- how they're going to cover the lawsuit to cover our podcast is the winnings oh, from man. your podcast. Things might not go too well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then uh, the cart like overturned. I somehow managed to stay on my feet. I think it's uh, from my years of inline skating. Great mm-hmm. balance. <laughs> You just so. you mean rollerblading? <laughs> I like nice the way I, I like the way I said it. Uh, but yeah, and so uh, the guy just kept walking, and I just uh, my 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 fight or flight instinct. Yeah. I turned as he was walking away, and I went, "Why? Yeah. Why?" Well, that's a good question. I know, and I just looked at him as he continued to walk away, and the security and everybody at the Sprouts on La Brea. Uh, just kind of stared like they had no idea what to do in the situation. They, they didn't stop him. No, the guy just walked out. And then like the night, <laughs> the 19 year old manager ran up to me like a minute later and was apologetic. And I don't think I would have ever used the word assault, but he was like, do you want to call the cops? You were just assaulted. Yeah. Well, and I was were. like, well, technically by the letter of the law, that yeah, is a physical assault. Yeah. I was like, well, I stayed on my feet because of my, uh, my rollerblading skills. And, uh, you said inline skating and, uh, it's all, it's all good. And, uh, wow, so, Bob. Well, so that's... I feel like that wouldn't have happened karmically if we hadn't talked about uh, crazy bums on the podcast. So it all ties together. Do you? Th- Ooh, actually, that does unpack something else. Do you think there's some type of network, a bum, like a vagrant network, where they use like smoke signals from their fires and stuff? Do you think they're the ones listening to our podcast? Like they're well, our fans because it makes sense with some of the comments we got. Yeah, and I don't think the I think it would make sense why the numbers aren't there is that it's hard to really quantify there's the homeless one, population there's one stolen phone that they're all listening from <laughs> it's like when they can't really tell super bowl numbers because they're played in bars and stuff it's like that kind of thing well i for one well i'm happy you're still alive bob but i want to dedicate this podcast the ben folds five podcast to that bum that attacked <laughs> you at sprouts uh it is the ben folds podcast I am still rocked by that story, but we got to move on. Bob. We I gotta, know. I know. And we're, we'll probably circle back to it later. But uh, we are talking about one of your favorite bands ever, Bob, aren't we? We are. We are. I think a band that really exemplifies like a perfect uh, period of time in my life from like 95 to 99. Like that was really when I was at my Ben Folds 5 uh, peak fandom. And uh, this album is like one of my favorites, and I'm excited to get into it. But before we get into it, yeah, we have to go back to uh, to oh, the yeah. '90s. Oh yeah, you want to travel back to the '90s? Yeah, why don't we travel all the way back, Bob, to March 18th, 1997, the release date of "Whatever and Ever, Amen." I like hearing you say it. Uh, all right, kind of a big month. I've he- never heard this album, by the way, ever. I've heard the singles. You've of heard course. the singles. Yeah. Yeah. Even Looking though forward to it. I probably tried to play it for you multiple times, yeah. but you refused. Well, you know. So here we are. It's 
finally happening. I mean, how many U2 albums have you uh, sat all the way through? I've tried to put that on you as well. One album, 13 times, because everybody got it for me for Christmas in 2001. Yeah, all that you can't leave behind. All right, go ahead, Bob. In San Diego, 39 Heaven's Gate cultists committed mass suicide at their compound. Those are the guys that had the matching red Nikes, right? Yes. And if I remember correctly, didn't they think like a spaceship was behind the moon or something? That sounds right. Yeah. Like if if the cult leader, I know you're you're crazy. Uh, if you are in a cult, you're, period, you're not there. Uh, you're not all there mentally. But at the point where the guy's like, "Hey, the spaceship's behind the moon." That's that's the big thing here. That's what we're all like clocked in for. That's probably the point where you should be like, well, might be time to get out. You think you'd be in until that point? Because you're like, that point. Exactly. I mean, because the Nikes would be cool. And just you like, like Nikes. Yeah. Yeah. The Nikes, the rent. They I know, Bob, the arch is a little too big. Yeah. I don't know. think I could be in a cult because I'm not a big uh, not able to wear Nikes because of my flat feet. Um. Anyway, the Nikes would be cool because they were kind of cool. They're like a little vintage. They were red. And I assume they were living there rent free. Yeah, that's as you nice. know about living in Los Angeles. Huh, rent is important. And then, um, you know, just the fact that you could probably, you know, bang a lot there. A lot of banging going. Yeah, I'm well, sure. There was, I think right? if you're there's a hierarchy. Right, but I'm just saying it doesn't. It probably wasn't too bad. But then they want to say, oh, we got to kill ourselves because there's a spaceship behind the moon. Some people, I, I would think, probably had to be like, eh. all right, that's my take. <laughs> I like it. I like that take. Uh, big month for out. Uh, TV premieres. A couple of big time shows premiered that month, including Daria. Okay. Uh, the Teletubbies. Yep. Yep. I'm glad that we we had our kids in the last six years or so. Uh, and there are there's some decent like kids TV. I feel like no, yeah, you not can, that I would know, but right. Um, what do like you mean not that you would know? You do know. You know. Well, it's I know on. that the TV now is good. The kids' TV right. now, there's some decent shows, but I don't know if the shows were decent in 2002 or right. 1997. Oh, that's a good yeah. And Teletubbies was not good. Teletubbies was like, I, I, I think I had a Teletubbies cassette, ironically, that we would like play in college. Also, it was like a thing to get stoned and watch Teletubbies. Apparently, yes. that was a thing. As well. I wasn't cool enough to get stoned, but I was cool enough to get the Teletubbies. Oh, cassette. yeah. Uh, and, oh, how about this show? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Yes. We were big fans. I thought uh, you were going to play a clip from Buffy. No, because I was going to do, I always do the movies. I always do the movies. I yeah, but in that. the case of Sarah Michelle Galar. I know, but there were some big movies as well, including okay. Liar Liar. Could have had like a good zinger from Xander. Liar Liar. Selena. We'll, we'll get back to Buffy. Yeah, Liar Liar. Opportunity, Selena. Baps. And this movie. Count, count, count the white man. <laughs> Kill him until he is dead. Kill the white man. Thank you. So, so do I get, is it okay now? Are we okay now? Yeah, okay. we're cool now. We're okay, cool good. Now. That was private parts, of course. Howard Stern. Uh, I remember that was such a big deal. Like I had gotten into Howard probably, um, probably the year before Private Parts came out. <clears throat> so I was excited to see it. Uh, I think we all saw it in the theater. We right? did. We saw it together. And um, the thing I remember most is like we kind of missed uh, age wise the 
golden era of when Stern like came to power. Right. We kind of came in right when he was like king uh, of radio, the king of, of all media era. Um, but I remember we had in my study hall the Friday that Private Parts came out, um, uh, a substitute teacher who was just like this total Stern head that we didn't we were like didn't care that much and he couldn't stop talking about how he couldn't wait to go see private parts <laughs> like he was clearly a guy that had been listening since yeah. 1987 or whatever and that was a, that was a funny movie i actually rewatched it with my wife who got into stern when she got serious and serious about what see what i did serious x yeah okay that was good thanks and uh and she liked it too they did a nice job with that movie. It was a good movie. I don't know how he pulled it off. It was Ivan Reitman, I think, was the director. I think you're right. And uh, I just remember Jenna Jameson being naked. That was a big deal as well at the time. That was, that was the good stuff. That was the good stuff. And uh, finally, the number one song in America, When Whatever and Ever Amen by Ben Folds 5 came out. You ready? Was, of course. Here it comes. It was this one. Is that the first end bomb on our podcast? Let's just uh, we didn't say, but that, that's the first one. I, think. <laughs> I hope so. I hope um, that's the first one. I never got Mace really. No, me neither. He didn't really. I, I hesitate to make a statement uh, given that I'm a very white man, but his flow wasn't exactly like smooth to me. I think that was supposed to be his hook too. He's like, oh, Mace's flow was really like laid back and cool, but it always felt like he was a little bit behind the beat or something. A little behind, but I think that is his thing, but uh, very limited as to what he could bring to you. Like you really need to, he's like a specialist that you bring on just for this. Like he's not going to be able to uh, diversify. And then the fact that this is can't nobody hold me down from No Way Out. And the fact that, Puff Daddy and Mace were on the same song together. Jeez, what a nightmare. I'm surprised that this was a number one song. This does not sound like a number one song. This was, but this was uh, P. Diddy's heyday. Yeah. Like everything he touched turned to gold. It's true. This might, I wonder if, because this was No Way Out when he had Missing You. Yep. I wonder if this single came out after. I'm kind of over Puff Daddy. I hope he doesn't come up on the show again. Because it's happened two or three times now. Yeah, again, I think every week it's either him or Nelly, or J Lo. It just it just keeps happening. Nothing personal against the guy. I mean, have you ever had his vodka? No, I never had his vodka. Sirac? Yeah, oh, maybe I have had his vodka. I've only had Tito's. All right, let's you're get loyal, into you're something. You're loyal. You're loyal. Here something we go. That is not Puff Daddy. It's like something the that you thing dislike almost as much. Good test now. I just realized it. Okay. Realize this. You did. We, because we all hung out, our friends. Um, should we share what we called ourselves, by the way? Because it could be easily misconstrued, our friendship group, because it had nothing, it had nothing <laughs> negative 
or the connotation you might jump to. The, but we called ourselves the the, the big dick ass boys. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, we called each. We were the clan. We were the clan, but with the C. We always spelled it with the C. Well, thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we spelled it with a K, that would be very difficult to explain yeah, that away. No, there'd be no way to. I don't know how that came to be, that we were the clan. Well, we were hanging around a lot of guys with white hoods <laughs> in parking lots with burning, I want to say, T's, or maybe they were plus signs. I can't remember. In, in retrospect, it was regrettable, but also it had... Again. It's not like the clan wasn't around yet. Like, I mean, we knew. But we were so far away from yeah, it. Yeah, we like, didn't we care were about like it. like in the it suburbs. Wasn't, it wasn't topical. We were rocking the suburbs, Bob. Nice. Like I like that. I appreciated that. The point I was going to make uh, is, first of all, we are not uh, white nationalists. Never were. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, uh, this album you were so obsessed with, Bob, that all those mixtapes that we would make and listen to in, in car rides and to trips to the shore and stuff, Wonder how many of these songs I'm going to recognize just because you put them on mixtapes uh, repeatedly over like '98 to 2000. Probably a couple of songs from that. Another couple of songs just from the fact that I was the first one with my driver's license, and you guys all had to ride around in my car. Yeah. So uh, we had we were pretty democratic with like who got yeah, to listen to what. Yeah, you were good about that. I was good with that, but I'm sure every once in a while I would pull rank and be like, "Let me plug in my disc man into the light into the lighter." And uh, make you guys listen to this really cool first track, One Angry Dwarf, 200 Solemn Phases. Yeah, that's an A. Let's listen a little bit. Kiss my ass. See, this was, no, this was very cool to me because this is their second album. The first album, the self-titled first album, was, I think I probably like it more than this album. It kind of, uh, you know, it introduced me to the band, obviously, and I, I listened that to it all Uncle the time. That had Uncle Walter on it. That had Uncle Walter on yeah. it. You mentioned that last podcast. You know one Ben Folds <laughs> 5 song. I know um, one deep cut from Ben Folds 5. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of like more mid-tempo. And then this album came out, and that's the first song. And, you know, as a Counting Crows fan, when you like a sort of pussy-ish band, mm. When they come out with that rock, quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote. But when they come out with a song that for them is a little harder, a little mm-hmm. rocking, which is when you have a piano as your lead instrument, that song, and no guitar, no guitar. Yeah, when that, a, if people don't know, like the Ben Folds Five backstory, everybody knows the Ben Folds Five backstory. <laughs> what? Literally, like Ben Folds' uh, bassist is like, "Yep." <laughs> Wait, we didn't have a guitar. <laughs> he just it was learned. Ben Folds Five, and I think this was this was ironic. There was only three of them, and it was a drummer. Uh, the piano man, Ben Folds, and then a bass player. There was no guitarist. Right. Which to me, personally speaking, unless I ca- I'm blanking out in like 2005 when I was a huge Keen fan, then I really wasn't. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a disqualifier for me for a band that I'm really going to be into. Daddy needs the guitar. It's like that old need, Chappelle no, you sketch. Don't, you don't need the guitar. It's like that old Ch- Chappelle sketch that like uh, uh, black people love uh, the drums um, uh, Latinos love like the electric piano, and white people love guitars. Give me that electric axe. I need some solos. I need you know. So that was always for me a little bit working against this band. Personally. I get it. You're you're a white guy who likes guitars, and you're in the clan. I get what you're saying here. <laughs> With the C. With the C. Uh, here's track two. Fair. 
I remember that first song, by the way. Yeah. Well, I think that was also a single. It wasn't played a lot on real radio, but it was like an alternative single. You're not gonna like your build up. You're not gonna like this song. Yeah, well, give me a shot. Okay. Is it gonna start at some point? It starts eventually. We get it with the bass fuzz. Let's get going here, Benny. Do I know you? Do I know you, or do you I know, know you? <laughs> you know me. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I don't. You know, li- I do this not is like. Not that. in your wheelhouse at all. I actually liked the build-up a little bit, but this one, that is that whatever that is, that's not for me. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> no bababas for you. Like you're not going to drive around listening to this. Well, this is kind of. It's, uh, we should get into this too because. Within the clan with a C. You can move on to the next track too because this is. Um, next track's important. It so is important, let me I just know. Get but the, get okay. Because okay. Um, it's just going to be more bababas coming up. <laughs> you got to eat these bababas. <laughs> um, within the clan with a C. C. Lower, uh, lowercase <clears throat> C, not even a capital <clears throat> C. Yeah. And there were. The clan with the C was made up of five of us. Five guys. Five guys. Um, this was. Bob's had a different musical sensibility um, overall, and there was known as Bob Music, which yeah. was very much kind of its. I would say, how would you describe Bob Music? It was lo-fi. Uh, it was not like overly produced. It was maybe not as hooky, but it was kind of very alternative. Yeah, it was a little more like like the end of 120 minutes kind of bands as opposed to like radio big radio bands and got guys that kind of sounded a little more sensitive there was a sensitivity, sensitivity to a lot of pop music the boys, our friend dude love he he hit on that a lot that the sensitive yeah uh, but so this is kind of this reminds when i hear oh this is bob music yeah ben folds five i think is the band that coined the like made that whole thing happen the whole bob music um label happen and where where do you stand on that being a label it's connected to? I think it's I'm I'm I I'm okay with it. I yeah. don't consider it an insult. I'm glad I have my own genre. Yeah, it is it's definitely a Bob. Uh, yeah, Ben Folds Five. Later, Ben Lee became the uh, poster boy for Bob Music. Yes. Um, bands like the Old Ninety Sevens, I feel like hit. Yep. Bob Music. There have been like a lot of bands that I still love to this day that are Bob Music. Yep. Don't care. They're my music. There you go. Not for you. They're for me. And. If yeah, I'll always if we have like a, a mix, uh, the uh, our friends are, have put together a mix together as we did all throughout our youth and even occasionally when we go for dude trips to this day, clan trips almost always big clan vacation, <laughs> just a bunch of the clan just hop on the Harleys and drive upstate. <laughs> That's not what we do. We don't um, have Harleys. I can always tell which songs are yours. 
Yeah, they're fucking Unless good. Unless when you will put the rap song on, like, with it's like, and fuck the ass, shoot her in the ass, slap like, the ass, my favorite kind kiss of rap. her ass. Why can't that be Bob music? I'd rather that be Bob music. Like, more hip-hop songs, uh, that's also, yeah, that that's a different category. All right, now, now the mo- by far, by far the most well-known Ben Folds 5 song. Oh, boy. I can play this part on the piano. I know how to play this part. Well, we're musicians. That's why we have a podcast about music. Why else would we have a podcast about music if we weren't musicians? Because it's all leading to the final episode where we play an entire concert. <laughs> That's it. 6 a.m. Day after Christmas. I throw some clothes on in the dark. The smell of coal. Car seat is freezing. World is sleeping. I am not. Is it not done? Okay. All right. Your thoughts on Brick? Buddy. Got a lot to say, obviously, about the song. You you get us going with Brick, because there's a lot to unpack here. As a fan of this band and of this album, I was shocked. I'm still shocked that this was the song that blew up like it's insane because it's so heavy heavy and emotional sad sad and (laughs) slow and it's all of these things and most of the album is not this but there's something so like every sad and heavy and everything about this that you would have never thought listening to the album that this is going to be the song that everybody knows here's the chorus Um, go on, Bob. Yeah. And it's a song that when you're listening to the album alone in your room, that you're like, I'm alone and she's alone. You love this song and you're like, I kind of, this is like my, one of my songs on this album that I, I have for me. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy that all of a sudden it was on the radio and then it became a hit and then it became their biggest hit and it's still their biggest hit. Yeah. It was, um, a big fucking hit. Um, all comparatively, I mean, it's alternative music and. It was never going to top the top 40, but would you... If Mace was on it, maybe it would have. What if I told you that Brick by Ben Folds 5 was a top 20 single, period? Yeah. It was number 19. It peaked at number 19. Peaked at number 11 on the adult top 40. Peaked at 6 at modern rock tracks. Peaked at 17 in the top 40 mainstream. It was a huge, it was a huge inescapable song. And probably, yeah, I agree. Like, one of the more unlikely hits. I think it's a, it's a beautiful song. It's a song. beautiful song. I mean... And, of course, it, it became known. It's the abortion song. I'll read this quote um, from Ben Folds. People ask me what this song's about. I was asked about it a lot, and I didn't really want to make a big, hairy deal out of it. If, if you record, if you make Bob music, you say things like big, hairy deal. Yeah, because Cause, cause I, I, cause I am big and hairy. Well, I didn't even think of that, but that is true. Because I just wanted the song to speak for itself. But the song is about when I was in high school, me and my girlfriend had to get an abortion. It was a very sad thing. And I didn't really want to write this song from any kind of political standpoint or make a statement. I just wanted to reflect what it feels like. So anyone who's gone through that before, then you'll know what the song's about. Are you reading his entire autobiography? Wow. Uh, I thought that was important to read. No, it is. Very important. Because. Well, I was going to say, this is a song. That's cool. This is a song 
that, you know, this was like pre-internet, pre-the internet we have today, that um, I completely misinterpreted listening to it over and over and over again until I found out like a year into it that it was about abortion. To me, like, I thought the song... See, I thought that was like... I thought the song was about his girlfriend had cancer. Oh, I thought like the abortion thing was like what everyone connected with it immediately. Well, once it was, a, once it was a, you know, a big hit. And oh, before... Yeah, because when I was listening to this, gotcha. he's driving her to the hospital. He's sad. He knows she's going to die. You know, I don't. Uh, abortion wasn't a part of my life. Certainly you, wasn't a part of mine. You didn't school. knock anybody up, nor did I. So yeah. I didn't have to go through this. But uh, yeah, I thought this was just about his girlfriend getting sick. I had a girlfriend at the time. So I was able to sort of imagine that and be like, oh, this is a really sad song. It would be really sad. It would, In retrospect, it would have been even sadder if she had a baby. But um, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But. Um, I should add, by the way, I have a weird brick um, personal story that um, before I was a married man, uh, it was a boozy night and we got back from the bars. And there was a girl that I was with. Didn't know if something was going to happen. Just mm-hmm. felt like there was something in the air, but didn't know if something was going to happen. And it's like 4 a.m. There's like three or four of us hanging out together and uh, brick comes on and I kind of lay down in a drunken stupor to just like soak in listening to brick when you're bombed at 4 a.m. It could be a heavy experience. 3 a.m. would have been better. Um, 3 a.m. And uh, this girl that kind of came upon me to brick (laughs) and it was uh, a wild experience and a wild night. And that's not a wild, a wild experience song. So that's yeah. yeah. That's I don't know if anybody else has um, brick. Uh, passion stories. Probably but not. But I got one. But this is giving me the idea that at some point we need to put together the world's worst sex mix based on the songs <laughs> that we've talked about on the podcast. We have a friend with My Doorbell by the White Stripes. Yeah. Now we have Brick. I think it's coming together. I think it's really coming the together. The bad sex mix? The bad sex mix. If you want to have really crappy sex. Crappy sex mix sounds better. Week. I like crappy sex mix. <laughs> All right. Next track up is another single, Song for the Dumped. Let's listen to it. song isn't aging well not in 2017 <laughs> this does not sound as good as it did in 1997 wait just so i know because i've lost track now has ben fultz been named in any uh lawsuits or no scandals? he's a good guy he's a good man what about the girl that was that he wrote the song about <laughs> is she like he probably has some issues with is this. she planning something potentially she could be uh yeah well no this sounds different now yeah i, I, I still i still like it but it's just well it's a song for the dumped right so let's let's try to take it out of the prism of 2017 and put it in as he is a jilted lover who was taken advantage of financially and otherwise it seems, and uh, he's venting. Hey, I get not, it. Not every listen. I I'm not going to be on that hill. I'm just Bob. I'm not going on the hill. You're not going to. I'm not going to be the guy on the hill. But I'm going to tell you. Are you going to be the podcast, Matt Damon, and explain to us? Yes. Okay. Sometimes 
even in these times, Bob, it's under, it's important to understand that sometimes a guy gets wronged. And I think that's what Ben Folds no, is trying course, to say here. Of course, and I loved this song. Again, it was like, you know, a rocking song for Ben Folds 5. Really enjoyed right. this. In air quotes. All right, I get I it. I wouldn't say this rocks. Four, I said four. I had the qualifier for Ben Folds 5. Can I say that one thing? And this song's fine uh, to me. Is this Peanuts? What is this? What? It's a little piano solo. Yes. I will say. All right, fine. Did you say piano solo? Yeah. Well, see, that's one of my issues. I like piano. Bob's rocking out. I'm actually. <laughs> Bob's literally rocking out on the airspace. Oh my god, I would love to just have like a hidden camera on you during a Ben Folds 5 concert. So um, I saw them in concert once or that's twice, it? maybe twice. Uh, but the first time was like 97 with my girlfriend at the time. And I remember Don't this. Rub it in. Remember this, had a girlfriend at the time. He was uh, just like standing up and like pounding the piano with his fists and hitting it with his elbow. It was so much fun it's to like watch. It's like Motley Crue 1987. It was right just there. like that. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess I'm, the point I wanted to make was, um, again, that's fine. I'm fine with it. That showed up on a mixtape for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, so, was, I was proud of that one. Be like, look, he's saying the B word. Yeah, and I think for me... Um, and listen, I'm not like some fan of some like macho rock. My favorite band ever is you too. But like the idea of sometimes Ben Folds would get a little like, eh, he'd get a little full of himself in terms of, uh, hey, I, I can rock too. And he'd be like, yeah, fuck. And he'd be like, give me my money back, bitch. And it'd be like, All right, hey, Ben, let's just stay in your lane a little bit. Come back <laughs> to us a little. Uh, just, you know, you don't see Billy Joel doing that. I will say that, you know, I have a uh, six year old boy now and uh, I play him a lot of great music like Ben Folds 5, but it's tough to play this for him, especially when he was taking piano lessons because I'm like, oh, you should listen to this band. They play the piano. They're really fun. But he does swear a lot more than Billy Joel, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I guess I, I guess me personally, I didn't need a Ben Folds 5 song to have curse words in it. It's like but That was kind of their thing. They were just like regular guys that were just saying and talking i guess i always took it as regular him things. trying to show that he that he's kind of a rock well, star they were dorky so yeah it is like a dorky guy it's like uh we, you know we knew a guy a few years ago that we called the uncool smoker yes i love that fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> he was just like a guy who wasn't very cool and he smoked he cigarettes cool. he was and we could talk about him openly because first of all he was never our friend don't even fucking remember his name no don't know he could be dead now i don't even know i hope he's not uh but he had a um, um, receding hairline, and he just had a very, like, average Joe face. He just had nothing going nothing for him. Nothing going for him. And he wore, like, kind of nerdy clothes. We would we were in a similar friend circle, and uh, we don't, would end don't up give, at parties. Don't give too many details, because then he could be identified. Similar friend circle. I, I, think I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're still okay. Uh, although probably everyone thinks the same thing about them. They just, not all, not everyone came to the realization that we did immediately. Yeah. Um, and he would just kind of be wallpaper at a party. Yep. Uh, and then every once in a while, he'd like pull out a butt. Pop and a cig. He'd, he'd light it up. <laughs> and uh, and one thing you don't want your kids to know or anybody to know, especially now that smoking is kind of in uh, decline now, but it's kind of cool for some people. Some people of can course. really pull off They're, a fucking cigarette yeah. and it kind of ramp you up. Um or at least you're like, oh, wow, why does that person smoke? Like, yeah, must, just adds how, did a, they, how did they get into that? Little danger to them. <laughs> Not the uncool smoker. Not the uncool smoker. Just did nothing for it him. It made him look more uncool. Yeah, he like... It's like, who are you trying to fool? And like, he wasn't even like smoking uncoolly. Like, he knew how to hold the cigarette. It just didn't help. 
Like, I feel like I'm not a good smoker. Like, when I've smoked cigarettes, like, I don't look... I don't, like, I, I don't do it right. Like, I'm just kind of like a guy no, smoking No, it's not convincing. It's not convincing. It's not This guy was, like, an, this guy was, an, and I'm not an addict or anything. This guy was an addict, but it still didn't make him any cooler. Wait, you called him an addict? He's a straight-up addict. <laughs> I was just, like, a poser holding a cigarette when I was drunk. <laughs> you know who else probably was an uncool smoker? Ben Folds. Ben Folds. Yeah, probably. Let's listen to Selfless, Cold, and Composed. Anything to me. Selfless, cold, and composed. I like this. I like the vibe it's in. Yeah, this is kind of like a for the fans uh, song. I think the fans really like this uh, song. So did Ben Folds ever do? Because these are the rage now, and I like. I love the idea. In fact, um, like a tour where he plays the entire whatever and ever amen album you know what i'm sure he did ben his thing for years and i think the second time i saw him in like the early 2000s was just going out him in a piano and just doing and a cigarette themed kind of concerts just him like no supporting band which wait he ditched the other two yeah oh they four? broke up they broke up for years they were broken up for years damn yeah ben folds one but then it would be Ben Folds like three, right? Yeah. He should have done he that. Should've he should have just like that wrote it really out. Funny. See, he needed you. You weren't such a dick to him. Maybe. <laughs> this song's fun. By the way, so far this album is fun to me. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it's fine because it really had the potential to be <laughs> terrible for you. But no, no. Why would it be terrible? I don't. Because I'm a white guy that needs guitars. <laughs> I am though. But I'm not alone with that. But I get it. Like if you were certainly, especially if you're like in a certain mood. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a little, give me a little rocking piano. I like the, I like the little shoulder thing. Give me a little, little fuzzy bass. It's cute. It's a little <laughs> shimmy. You want to come sit next to me? Yeah. Why are we so far away? I don't know. Next song is called Kate. I like the song. Right. This is a great song. Here we go. Here we go. I don't think you like that. I don't think you like harmony in those moments. I love harmony. Okay. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Like, they, All right. they fight through that shit. They didn't fight that stuff. One thing I'm going to rule out, Bob, you're, you're going to carry the anchor or carry the lead. The baton got there uh, with the uh, addition to our throwback pod playlist. Uh, I'm going to rule out fair. Too. I'm I'm okay with that. That is fair <laughs> to say. Um, I like this song. Uh, you this know, kind of got like a um, a Jet by Paul McCartney vibe to it. Jet. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, hot Katie. Remember Hot Katie? Yeah. Most Katies are hot. So immediately, my, Katie my is a hot name. Well, that's why we had to name this one Hot Katie because there were so many Katies and she was the hottest. Oh, is this at Towson? At Towson, yes, yeah. There was Nice Katie. There was Hot Katie. Damn, sucks to be Nice Katie. <laughs> well, you know what? When Hot Katie found out that she wasn't Nice Katie, she got mad. She was like, yeah, I'm But that's nice. a classic hot chick move to be like, 
I'm nice too. Yeah. It's like, just be happy that you're hot and everybody thinks you're hot. <laughs> Don't try yeah. to take the, the nice, nice Katie. corner. Nice too. Katie doesn't want to be nice Katie. Yeah, tell nice Katie that she's not hot Katie and see how that goes over. <laughs> Who do you want to be? You can't have it both ways, Katie. But uh, at some point in college, hot Katie decided she wanted to be Kate. And I, I you know, played her the song. And I oh, was like, wow. maybe this will be the move that gets oh. me in there. Oh. And guess what? Guess what? 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 Didn't work. I was going to say, are you married to her now? <laughs> I know your wife's name is Did not Did not work at all. She was way too hot for this. Did you summon her to your dorm room and play a Ben Folds song? I was like, oh, you want to be Kate? To get laid? You don't want to be Katie anymore? You want to be Kate? I have the perfect song. Come over. This should, I think this should be the addition to the crappy sex playlist. <laughs> <laughs> this would be... Just because it's a known thing of failure now, we know. Also, it's probably bad for a sex mix if you have a girl's name in it that you're not having sex with. Yeah. Hot Katie, was, she was probably like, um, Bob, I'd really love to fuck you right now, but where's the guitar in this song? <laughs> oh, man, that was it? <laughs> God, if only they were Ben Fold 6. Oh. I was so close. I think you'd have to get it up to 9 for that. Yeah, I don't know the math. Um, Smoke is the next song. I just need to hear guitars. That was it. I is your friend Dan in Boston? Is that how she talked? Not at all. How'd she talk? Like a hot Katie. How? How is a hot Katie? You want to hear me do a... Yeah, just do it. I can't do that with my voice. My voice doesn't get that high. You have a better girl voice than I do. Oh. Yeah, that's better than whatever Where's I can do. guitar? All right, here's smoke. You're not going to like this. Don't be self-conscious about the album. No, because I don't Just really let me decide. Okay? I don't really like this one that much. Okay. Yeah. Is this a mf -er? Yeah, this is a big time mf -er. Okay. Why does this remind me a little bit of the County Crows? That little like Hammond, uh, or that little, it's like an accordion Maybe, like, in the, the background. Delivery of it? I don't know. Yeah. Like a recovering the satellites era, County Crows. Deep cut. Is that an accordion? I think it's an accordion. I mean, they couldn't bring a guitar in, but they brought the accordion in. <laughs> now they're just fucking with yeah, you. Yeah, they're being stubborn. All right, let's smoke. Yeah, we can move on from this. I never liked that song. All right. No album is perfect. There's something like uh, like klezmer music about it, like a little little too Jewish for me. Hmm. I See, I don't look at things. What do you think way. about Jews, Dan? You're in the clan. You're a white guy. <laughs> the clan with a C. Um, they're fine. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Oh, look at this. The next <laughs> okay. track is Cigarette. I told you, Bob. He's the uncool smoker of 90s pop. <laughs> See, now I have the image of Ben Folds outside a party nursing a beer. Nursing a, a beer, lighting a cigarette, and it just doesn't work. He's like looking for like girls to see him lighting the cigarette. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he doesn't even know how to light it. He, like, burns his hand. I've he's still got the tag on his leather jacket. I used to burn my fingers lighting <laughs> cigarettes. I'm so bad at it. When was the last time you smoked a cigarette? Um, it happened somewhat recently, actually. Um, because I have a... I, I won't say her name, but she's a good friend of mine that I work with who has, like, a uh, Robin Wright pen smoking... Habit, oh, yeah. Like, like from that. House of Cards. See, that's hot. That's a cool smoker. Yeah. And um, I think at a birthday party last year, 
she took one out, and I was like, oh, I'll take one too. Did you get? Did you do that? Were you her Kevin Spacey, and you guys were just like kind of taking a puff, saying something very dramatic, and then passing it to the other one? Many times I get compared to Kevin Spacey. For years and for years, years and years. Yeah. All right, here's cigarettes. It's kind of sad. This is another kind of very short. I remember it being a very short song. Yeah, it's almost over. Yeah. I like this. I like it. It's kind of like a little moody. It's nice and simple. Yeah, I like interludes. This yes. is kind of an interlude. He seems like a. He's kind of a sad dude. He's when, a funny when this album dude. Came out. He's a funny dude. Doesn't sound too funny on this album. No, there's. I mean, the you know, give me my money back and my black T-shirt. Yeah, but even that, he's. I'm like a little dwarf. You he's know, he's a guy. Like, he's not a, a I'm man an angry happy in love. I'm an angry dwarf. You know, you guys made fun of me, but here I am. Oh, is like, that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Like he's kind of like self-effacing. What? Are, who are the two hundred solemn faces in that one angry dwarf and two hundred? Maybe that's like his graduating class or something. You know what also hasn't <clears throat> aged well, um, besides "Song for the Dumped," Dorf on Golf. <laughs> no, that is a reference that nobody's gonna get. Like that might be the first reference that just whiffs completely. Somebody hit us up if on anybody's Twitter, if ever heard of Dorf on ever Golf. Heard, but have you heard of it? Yes. Yes, I have. So if we've both heard of it. But I, I don't know why I've heard of it, but I know what Dorf on Golf is. I don't think anybody listening has ever heard My, of it. My um, grandparents owned the VHS. It was like taped <laughs> off Cinemax yeah, in 1986 yeah. or something. All right. Uh, the <laughs> next track time. is... Uh, do we even need to tell people what Dorf on no, Golf was? No, 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 no. They Just, don't. If you know it, you you're know You're in. It. You're in the club. Um, the clan. No, you're in the clan now. So this is very Jewish. Yeah, this is another sort of. Is he Jewish? No, he's from North Carolina. Definitely. Okay, now I think that this is gonna uh, this is gonna reveal a little more about me. Yeah. In this episode, I think I always liked the song. I still kind of like the song. Kind of reminds me of a song that would be in a musical. Huh. It's very like musical theater. Yeah, for sure. And I did, you know, kind of liked musicals for uh, for a decent portion of my life. This would have been a good way, and maybe you've, and sure, I'm sure you have actually. Did you ever play this for a girl in one of the plays that you're in and be like, you know, I like this song. It's kind of got a, you know, you got know like what a we're into. Our thing, musicals. <laughs> kind of has that vibe, don't you think? And I've, then a lunge. Yeah. Like a desperate lunge towards <laughs> the face. Still probably a better sex song than Brick, like you had. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, part of my life. This like, is That's like good. Musicals. And this is, if you're a fan of Ben Folds 5, you could like this song. If There's you're no not way a Ben Folds guy. Yeah. No, if this Who's was Steven? like, it was like a foreign guy who's you know hanging out with him and leaving. Oh. It's the last night in town. See, His that visa was up. Feels like it should be in a play. We had a guy whose visa was up uh, that we lived with in Hollywood, and um, I, I don't know if we could even talk about. Uh, but if you you remember this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
he <laughs> we don't we even know how to get into don't it. use his name don't use I his definitely name. won't use his name but the morning after like it was his last night so everyone kind of went out um i remember i wasn't extremely close to him so i didn't stay out the whole night i only did a portion of the night went home the next morning um he was gone he had an early flight back to his native country native land and all I can remember, maybe you could help fill in the fill in the pieces, the dots, because I'm you're better at that. But there was some like incriminating evidence left behind that maybe he had gone out on a um, criminal bender, if you will. Oh, you want to unpack that? I'm, wow. I'm saying we can't really get into it in great detail. But this song, Stephen's Last Night in Town, this would be. Blanks last night on town, out of town. Before. His last night in town, he had a one night stand, and then left the country. But there was, I feel like he left her underwear in our house. Like it was a weird thing. No, his jeans were caked in mud. Oh yeah, that's right. Because we wondered if he maybe killed her. Right, because it was like a and then buried her somewhere. It was like an outdoor romp. Yeah, it was. I feel the like country this is, where he was from. I feel like we need to solve this offline. I don't think we could do this here. <laughs> the country that he was from made us wonder if maybe he had done something bad. All right now it's just, I don't even know if this is good good podcasting or not. It's, it's definitely not. No, it's it's good podcasting, Bob. It's irresponsible. It's totally irresponsible. Don't take this out. Don't take it. No, I won't. Because no. yeah, forget it. Battle of who could care less. Let's listen. Oh, I like this one. Bring it down for a sec. I'm just going to tell you now, I'm going to ruin all the suspense of this episode. Yeah. This is the song I'm going to put on the mix. Okay. So I want you to appreciate it from here out. It is. Right. It was a cool song then. It's a cooler song when you know what it's about and you sort of, uh, especially now, I think, it's about hipsters. It was a song about hipsters in 1997 that's just about like you're, you're, you think you're cooler than everybody. It's the battle of who could care less. Down your muddy jeans in your room. I like Pump that. it up. It's great. There's a little Billy Joel tie. Unearned unhappiness. I feel like I didn't really appreciate like this song until yeah. I was an adult after living in Brooklyn and seeing people that are just like miserable for no reason. And the people that are like, oh, working on my masterpiece, I'm doing this thing, and they don't do anything but get high. Like, this song is all about that. I love it. That's I good. still love it. Fuck hipsters, bro. Um, can I just, I just want to do something real quick. You ready? Listen. I'm going to be the producer at the studio. You ready? Ready, here we go. All right. So curious. Dan is staring at the screen right now. Hey, Ben. This is the perfect spot for the guitar solo. <laughs> no, man. This is when I'm going to do another vocal move with my piano. Ben, I insist that you put in a nice lick. It'll really take the song to the next notch. It might even chart. 
Nah, man. I'm cool. That was set up perfectly for like a nice 30 second, like a nice Noel Gallagher guitar solo. But that's me. I like it though. That's a good one. I'm still I'm still reeling from that uh, scene I got to witness in person. I feel bad for everybody at home that didn't get to see you do it because it was well, really. Stay tuned for the video show. You're it's a like wonderful, in every corner. wonderful actor. So, <laughs> as you know, Bob. All right, <laughs> penultimate track, "Missing the War." Was this a little um, statement on the the temporary battle in the Middle East in the early nineties? <laughs> The limited skirmish, as Mike Myers once said on Wayne's Row. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> little lullaby. It's a beautiful song. This is like a beautiful little lullaby-ish song. See figures jotted down and clothes all strewn around the bed. This is like a very, like, it gets very big for... Ben Folds coming up here, but I love it. I love the way it starts. It really seems like I, maybe you know this of all those uh, Ben Folds biographies I'm sure you've read. Um, you mean written? <laughs> written. Uh, is he a big uh, Paul McCartney fan? Yeah. It seems like he, it, he, that's a real influence, especially like post Beatles Paul McCartney, which I enjoy. Yeah. No, he is, I mean, he is a genius, I think. Paul McCartney, I agree with that. Paul McCartney is a genius. <laughs> I mean, if you in the, in the realm talking of, about freedom, his, he's right up there with Ben Folds. Now that we, now that I think about it, Paul McCartney's done about as much as Ben Folds has. But there is a video. I'm going to tweet it out. You can't stop me. Right. Of like, he did something on PBS, I think, where Ben Folds had this orchestra, and they were like, "Could you put together a uh, let's put together something right now." And in the course of like 15 minutes, just like composed an, a song like with this orchestra. And it was so cool to see it like see it happen. So I'm gonna tweet that out. All right, do it. I'm fine with that. That sounds good. I like this. It's good. Yes, yeah, it's a good song. Um, final track. Here we go. Evaporated. Really took the uh, drama out of the throwback playlist. I did. Well, but it shows how strong you felt. So. Well, I wanted you to just, you know, be in the moment with that song. Okay. Be here now, if you will. Exactly. Oh, you're tired? You put any other mix to fall asleep to? Put evaporator on. Slow down mix? Yep. Super slow sex mix? You're just kind of like laying there a little bit? Like a slug. Slug sex mix. It's like do all the work. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> no, I love the song. And the sun was shining bright. Here's my hot take after listening to the whole album. Um, I like, and this definitely ties in with Brick, which I think is their best song. Although Army off that Reinhold Mesner album, that was mm. a fun. Yeah, you kind of liked Army. I remember that. I loved Army. Um. This is his wheelhouse. Play this chorus right here. Okay. Let's not get this is. Here I stand, sad and free. And I can't cry. I can 
like I like Ben Fe- Fe- Ben, ben Folds Ben Fields as a because he gives you the feels. Yeah, he ben gives feels. me the feels. Ben feels fine. Ooh, should have gone with that. Um, I like him as the the balladeer more as more than I like him as the surprise rocker. Uncool smoker. Uncool <laughs> smoker. <laughs> like this to me. And which is incredibly insulting to a guy that is an extremely talented musician to say, you should only do this type of music, says guy that can play three chords of Santa Monica. <laughs> but uh, it's, that's how I feel. Like, no, I, I get the songs it. No, I, I, com- like, I completely get that. But then I say that, and like, we were just talking about Army, and I love Army's that Army's a fun song. Rockin' the Suburbs was a fun song. Yeah, that's good. That's it. Uncle Walter. Uncle Walter. Fun poppy song. You loved it. You so, loved yeah. You liked Uncle Walter. You were into Uncle Walter. I only liked Uncle Wal- Walter because it was on that public access show that the guy that from Walgreens that I worked with, this guy, right. Mark, who had a really bad, um, I don't want to say it's bad. It probably was, but it wasn't his fault. He was like 17. Uh, it was like a comedy show of some kind. And then at the end of the show, he would illegally play an entire video. And he played Uncle Walter. So dumb to illegally play music. Well, he wouldn't be absorbed. No, he was uh, he was out there. All right, so there you go. You already you're already on record here, Bob. On record, no regrets. You have one last chance to uh, change your mind. I'm not going to. I think. Uh, Nor that I, I don't think you should. Battle of Who Could Care Less. It was the first single off this album. There's a video, fun video, and uh, I think it fits on our playlist. I'm excited to put it on there. And uh, I'm glad I finally made you listen to a full Ben Folds 5 album. Yeah, we did it. We did it. That I know that this opens me up for a U2 album in the immediate future. It's coming. Wait, I think we're going to go back to fair. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Oh, he's waving his hands in the so air. here's your edition. He's into fair. No, he loves it. Dan's all in. No, that's the last time I'm ever going to hear that song. That no, is. The song you chose. You were waving goodbye to it. <laughs> Battle of Who Could Care Less. Yes. Yeah, the U2 song's coming. Uh, a U2 album's coming. Uh, this this feels like the nice setup to that. Yep. Uh, all right. Bob, you want to take us home? Nah. Right. Nah. I'm just, let me just enjoy That's this. two shows in a row where I offered for you to take it home. I don't home. like taking it home. That's kind of like your your You want me to take it home? Yeah, yeah. Well, You're the it. professional podcast host. Follow us on Twitter, at ThrowbackPod. Uh Check out the Throwback Pod playlist on Spotify. And if yeah. you're not on Spotify, you can get it on Apple Music. Uh, also, we have someone, one of our listeners and, and Bob's buddy and my buddy as well, uh, is helping to run our Instagram account. Nuggets. We, nuggets from Philly. Nuggets from Philly. Philly. We just, um, that was that was one bridge too far for social media, and luckily our Nuggets buddy Eric stepped up. He stepped up, and he's running our Instagram account, so you can check us out there. It's a Throwback Pod. It is Throwback Pod. Okay, and most importantly, uh, on uh, iTunes, if you give us uh, five stars, if you or any star rating, whatever you think's a fair rating, yeah. but leave a comment uh, because comments and stars. Uh, help drive any podcast. We're gonna so read. We're that. gonna do a whole thing where we read them on the show soon. So if you leave one now, we'll probably read yours and not the people that did it back before we hounded right. them to do it. So but do try it. try to skew them mostly toward me in terms of um, positive things, and then shots at Bob. Yeah, so Dan. Dan needs this. Dan yeah. really needs this. Um, all right. So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday with another album. Uh, until then. 
The Throwback Podcast out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.